Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, some of my board members even suggested that I should encourage them to come to my church and should get them. I said to my board member, I'm not a sheep thief. Amen. No, sir. If they want to come and visit and we're having services, fine. But I'm not tampering with anybody else's mem- church members. Now you understand this, somebody's a member of some old dead church that tells them that tongues is of the devil and healing's been done away with, I would encourage them to leave that church, not necessarily come to mine, but go somewhere, bless God, where they can get the truth. But I'm talking about fellow Christians, you see. I mean, members of the same church. No, sir, I'm not going to steal anybody's sheep. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, Love. The Way to Victory by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I've had some of them to insinuate there's a weakness in my character. No, there was a strength in my character, the love of God. Amen. Love doesn't insist on its own rights. Did you notice it said that? For it's not self-seeking. We was holding a meeting one time, my wife and I. This pastor had three millionaires in his church. And back there and then, when if you was a millionaire, brother, you was a millionaire. <laughs> Amen. Not like it is today, these days of inflation. I'm talking about in, in the 50s. And uh, he asked me. I didn't want to tell him. Actually, he got it from somebody else because I wouldn't tell a pastor how much I needed. I, I didn't want to put him under bond. Just think he's got to meet that. But he said to me, well, I found out from so-and-so, you know, what it takes to meet your budget. Don't worry about it. I, I, and I knew you had three million. I've got three millionaires in my church. And, 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 and if that money don't come in, we've got, he told me how many thousands of dollars they had in the bank. Way back there then, that's a lot of money. See, they built a new church, beautiful new church. I had, I think he said, about $285,000 cash on hand. A lot of money then. And we'll just pay you out of that. So we went. One of his men had a brand new motel. Beautiful thing. Beautiful. He was one of them as a millionaire. Beautiful motel. Large motel. Beautiful. And did a great business. And had other businesses besides that. But he, uh, he was there running this motel. And uh, we had a room there free, of course. Held the meeting. He didn't do what he said he'd do. It took so much money to meet my budget. He gave me so much, but I didn't say anything to him. I said to my wife, though, now we just got enough money here because we've got payments to make. And I send these payments off and I send them off. Got money orders and send them off. And we had to come all the way from California back to Texas. And I didn't have a credit card then. Later on, I got me a Texaco credit card. So I can't buy any gasoline on credit. Yeah, I did. I, I had gotten that credit card. Then. Couldn't buy the gasoline. I didn't realize I could have got some cash on it. But I didn't think about it. And so we just had enough money. I said to my wife, well, I believe I'll go up there. And asked this uh, bar some money from this man. See, he's one of his one of his board members to get back home on. And I knew he'd be glad to loan to him. But then I said, and I started up there, and I came back. My wife said, "Well, what?" I said, "No, I didn't do it." See, I, I can't work any ill to that pastor. You see, uh, he's going to think about, well, what what happened here? What kind of pastor we've got? See. And I said, I can't do it because it'll make the pastor look bad in his eyes. I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. Because, see, I may get sick on the way home then. And I've got to get back out in California and ask people to forgive me before I can get well. <laughs> so I can't do that. I, I can't do that. 
And so my wife understood that. And then I think he, I think he, uh, uh, that he suspicioned something because he came down there and asked me. Uh, but I still couldn't tell him. I didn't, I just only evaded him. I wouldn't, because I didn't want to make his pastor look bad in his eyes. A fellow like that's cheap anyway. Bless his heart. He's not going to make it anyway, but I'm not going to contribute to his downfall. And so we drove all the way from California. We didn't have enough money to get a room. We drove all the way from California. Had just enough money that we got us uh, some bread and got us some bologna and some milk and we never stopped to eat. Never stopped anywhere. Drove all the way through. We really done those things more than once because we didn't want to make it look bad on the pastor. I was holding a meeting for a pastor here in Oklahoma one time. Bless his heart. And, and if, if you listen to the flesh, you'd got up. I started just close the meeting in the middle of the week. But then the people's going, that's what's wrong with our pastor. Well, something, well, how come Brother Hagin leave? They're going to know something's wrong. Well, he may go out and try to lie and cover it up. But I, so I said, well, I'll have to stay at least one week. I'll make it look as good as I can on him. You see, uh, love will suffer the wrong instead of putting the wrong on another fellow. Because I said, this man's not going to make it anyway. That poor fellow's not going to make it anyway, but I'm not going to contribute to his downfall. You say, what happened to him? Well, at 39, he's dead with cancer. A man act like he did, treat people like he did. Jesus said, Ben, as you've done unto the least of these, you did it unto me. If you don't judge yourself, you're going to get judged. That's not God's best, but it beats going to hell. Can you say amen? amen. Love, say it out loud. Love, love. worketh, Work no, no ill. That means no hurt. To his, to his neighbor. Love. love work us. Work no, ill, no ill. No hurt. No hurt to, anyone. to anyone. I pastored. I pastored nearly 12 years. I pastored a church down in East Texas during World War number two. Now, on either side of me, right on the way, I, I was two blocks off of old Highway 80, you know, and the, the old highways went right through town, you know. And then three miles to my west was another church right on the highway of the same full gospel denomination. Three miles to my east was another full gospel church, same denomination, right on the highway. And here my church was, you see, just two blocks off of the main highway. Now this church to my east, I had members that would come by that church to the west and come to my church. I had folks right around me that would go to those churches and vice versa, east or west. But right around my parsonage, right across the street in front of my parsonage, one of the men, one of the board members of this church to my east lived. All he had to do, and, and I had weeknight service on Thursday night. They had weeknight service on Wednesday night. And, and I'm a teacher, so they would come on Wednesday night and enjoy it. The other fellow, their pastor was more of a preacher instead of a teacher. And, and so he'd just walk across the street. And then right beside him, which would be kind of cornered across the street in our partridge, one of the ladies and men of his church, the lady was the missionary lady, Sunday school teacher, and also headed up the ladies' missionary program in his church. And then right beside my parsonage, right beside it, his Sunday school superintendent lived, and the, and the wife was secretary and treasurer of the Sunday school. Well, some of my board members even suggested that I should encourage them to come to my church and should get them. I said to my board member, I'm not a sheep thief. Amen. No, sir. If they want to come and visit and we're having services, fine. 
but I'm not tampering with anybody else's church members. Now you understand if somebody's a member of some old dead church that tells them that tongues is of the devil and healing's been done away with, I would encourage them to leave that church, not necessarily come to mind, but go somewhere, bless God, where they can get the truth. But I'm talking about fellow Christians, you see. I mean, members of the same church. No, sir, I'm not going to, I'm not going to steal anybody's sheep. And then not only that, but this man, this board member right across the street had a good job. No oil company, you know, oil field, oil field in East Texas then was booming. And he said to me one time, Brother Higgins, my wife and I have been talking about it. He said, you know, uh, gasoline ration is all we have to drive. It's not all that far, but we, we, we don't have to get in the car. We can just walk across the street and come to your church. We've been thinking about changing and coming to your church. I said, no, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Now, see, I knew something. I had good fellowship this past. They, they, they've got one, uh, it's very, very, very unusual for a full gospel church to have a brick church. My church, just a frame church. The other church to my west was a frame church. But out of 80 full gospel churches of our denomination, there's only three brick churches in all of East Texas, and this was one of them. And, and they're struggling to make their payments. They need his finances. I mean, they take his finances away from his life, they're liable to go under and I said, no, no, you don't come to my... Now, come visit when you want to, but they need your ties. They need your finances there. I'm not going to do ill or hurt to my brother. Well, he said, Brother Hagin, I appreciate that. I, I, I thank you. I said, no, you stay there. They need you. They need you. I know they need you. They need your money. They need your finances. Don't you do it. Now, th this Sunday school secretary, she got mad at the pastor, and she knew I wouldn't take them, but, but my mother-in-law and dad-in-law was business, and we come back... And my mother-in-law said, here's some money that a lady left here wanted you to have. I knew in my spirit that it was this woman and her ties. And we described her. She lived right next door. And then, then, then we got to look out that way. You know, mother-in-law said, yeah, that's her. I said, now that's her ties. So I just marched over there and said, this is your ties, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm mad it's old so-and-so instead of calling him brother so-and-so. I said, you take them right back over there and give them to him. They don't belong to me. Love. No. Worketh, Worketh. No, ill. no ill, no hurt, no hurt. To, anyone. to anyone. Well, I'm not going to do it. I, give him, I said, okay, I'm taking them over and give them to him then. I went over there and said, brother, here's sister so-and-so's ties. She left at the house and I wasn't there with my mother-in-law. I knew in my heart this wasn't right. Well, he said, brother, hey, if she don't pay him here, I'd rather you'd have them anyway. I said, I don't want them. They belong to you. I asked her, she said to me, she said, I think that, uh, I just told J.D., that was her husband. I, I told him, and the little boy, what's his name? Larry. Larry. I told J.D., uh, let's just join Brother Hagin's church. I said, no, you're not going to join my church. Now, I wouldn't mind having J.D. and Larry, but I wouldn't have you. <laughs> but none of you is going to join my church. I said, I wouldn't have you. Well, she said, Why? I said, I don't want you talking about me like you do your pastor. Now you go back over there where you belong. And she went back over there where she belonged. Now finally, this other family lived catty-cornered across the street. He got to where he wouldn't go over there. He, he, he'd show up my services every time. Well, I can't control him. He, he, wouldn't, he never said anything, never talked to me. But one day he said to him, he said, Brother Higgins said, my wife and I, and she'd come only on Thursday night and go to her church every time. He said, uh, we, we decided to change churches. We want to join your church. I've been coming here. Well, in this case, now I felt a little different thing here. I, I knew a little something. So I said, well, I, I'll talk to your pastor. 
unless he's agreeable and, re and he recommends you and it's agreeable, uh, why, we will not do it. We, we wouldn't accept you. I'll talk to him. Well, he said, okay, go ahead and talk to him. So I said to him, I told him what he told me, and, and the parents said, Brother Hagin, I, I hate to lose her. It's just like losing your eye teeth to lose her. Well, well, she's the best worker in my church. But he said, for his benefit, I'm going to insist that you take him. I've got enough sense to know that everybody can't fit in with everybody's program. And he don't fit in with me. In some way or another, I, I can't understand him. He don't fit in with me, and I don't fit in with him. I didn't tell him, but I understood him exactly. I knew exactly where it's coming from. I knew it mostly by, the, by revelation in my spirit, by the Holy Ghost. I knew it could help him. And I said, well, I want you to know this. I will not accept them unless you say so. I'm going to insist that you do it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory, and the three CD series, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan. Both can be yours today for just $24.95. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 888 Faith 99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And for those of you that are in Oklahoma City area, yes. we are there every Sunday night. Rama Bible Church at 8921 Northwest Expressway there in Oklahoma City, 6 o'clock. So come and visit our church. And I say experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. Now, they started at Saturday night services so everybody could be off on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, just enjoy the weekend and then come in Sunday, Sunday night and we have Sunday That's morning right. on Sunday night. That's right. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, the Way to Victory. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.